This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney comedian Cam Knight in the chair today. Great to have you here, Cam. Great to be here, my friend. Mate, there's uh, news that apparently Sydney scientists have confirmed radio waves are being emitted from far off in space. Aliens! It's got to be. I said it like a year or so ago and everyone just went, mate, you're off your tree. Yep. Well, when they come here and they only want to be mates with me and not you guys. That's it. Strap yourselves in. We've got Armageddon. That's exactly right. They're going to come and they're going to spare me. We'll talk about that because it makes me feel good. Don't worry. Don't panic. There's not really aliens. (laughs) Don't go shopping for beans and hiding underground yet. No, do it. Do it. (laughs) Build yourself a bunker, Sydney. We'll be talking about that. And uh, later on today, I'll also be joined by Chris Taylor. He's back with a brand new show for the ABC. Mm. And he's back on radio. It only takes him about every six months to come and fulfill some obligations he's got to Triple M. So... Good luck with the chase next year, Tiger. I'm really disappointed. Uh, I'm glad to have you here, Cam, but I'm a bit mm. disappointed because I thought we were a chance to get Lisa Wilkinson. I oh. really did. Oh, I, I've, I've been yeah, on the show. I've been on the Today Show. Is that, that all right? Yeah. I haven't washed my hands since I shook it. Oh, oh. no, it's not enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, that's wrong for five different reasons. <laughs> Cam, there's a bloke in uh, Crow's Nest. He's been spotted with a dog in his backpack, like one of those yeah. little uh, Men in Black style pug dogs, you know those little yeah. ones? Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we saw the picture, it was uh, sent to us today, a big bloke, uh, yep. little dog mm-hmm. in a backpack, and mm-hmm. I went, well, <laughs> we're just going to carve this bloke up today. Yeah. We're just going to put him on a dartboard. Is he like trying to be Paris Hilton, or is he well, just... Well, that's it. I mean, it. where, where, where are, are you? Go? What we're, are you doing? We're just going to smash into it, because all those jokes <laughs> just go, I mean, shouldn't it be on your front, so you can give you kisses? <laughs> well, yeah. was it in the back? Shouldn't it be on the front? It's like I've got a little baby. I love yeah. my dog. Yeah. I it's love like my a, dog. It's exactly like a human. We're best friends. It's a dog. I let it kiss me in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh how's those people? In, I put food in my mouth, and, he and then it. the dog takes it from oh. my mouth so that I can get tapeworm because I'm a halfwit. <laughs> right? We were going to do those jokes, yeah. and then... But we're not going to. No, we can't no, now. No, right. because unfortunately, right. we found out that Bert the Pug mm. uh, is a well-known Sydney icon in that uh, part of town, yeah. and he's got a wonky spine, oh. so his, do- his owner has to carry him around in the backpack. The yeah. dog's got freaking and spine a bifida and we we're about and we're, to launch out on him. Look at us. Yeah. Instead he's like, but he's carrying it around like Luke Skywalker oh. would Yoda. Exactly. That's it's more his, what that's it's his like. thing right there on both, the back. Because they're both bloody heroes. They can, they're Jedis. That's it. That's right. That's what they are. <laughs> yes, they it's are. It's a pug. It's a freaking Yoda <laughs> it's with a, fur. It's with a Jedi Knight. Fur, fur Yoda. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, that's why we were never going to pay out. You know, pay out a dog's disabilities. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't do that. Unless, of course, sometimes, you know, when you see a dog. Especially when they've got more Instagram followers than Cam Knight. Yeah, all right. Have How many Instagram followers has it got? 1,900. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, working Spread on Triple M's really bringing in the, the list of the oh, followers. Isn't it? Social media haven, this joint. Follow us on Instagram or slash Please, Twitter. We know please you won't, but whatever. Merrickville <laughs> FM. Yep. You can see the photo of Bert the Pug on our Instagram page at Merrickville FM. It's worth it. It's worth it. About. Go and have a look. And there's 2,000 followers on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, we're going to pay out on them because... The other day, Cam, when you were here mm. on Friday, we talked about uh, parents that we hate. Yeah. You know, like when you see parents and they're doing something, yes. maybe they're dropping off their kids and their kids are sick, or mm. maybe their kids do poo in a pool or something like that. Oh, and yeah. we just, well, basically, and we opened up to Sydney and went absolutely gangbusters on mm-hmm. the phones mm-hmm. about what type of parents you hate. Yeah. Today, we're going to flip it and we're going to do what type of pet owners do you hate? Oh, mate. I, I've got a mate who owns two lovebirds and he lets them drink. The saliva Ugh. from his mouth. 
now, under we his should, tongue. Hang on. Are, the, are these just two women from Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they they are. That's them... so incredibly illegal, <laughs> inhumane and cruel. Yeah. He let, I didn't say I didn't want to watch it. They stick just, their heads in his mouth. <laughs> he lifts his tongue up and they just again, they just drink away at his no, saliva. Again, is this Thailand? That's not, about... It's disgusting. It's disgusting. What? I know. It's like, he oh, lets mate, the birds drink, drink out of his, his saliva. Mouth? Yeah. Come on. It's rough, isn't it? That's not Who right. does that? Idiots. You Idiots. Don't I know. An animal eat from your mouth like you that. You don't. Unless it's a dog and that's... Well, dogs bit... always take, you know, the scraps out of your mouth or something like that. But you don't... Yeah. They don't touch your lips or get in your mouth yeah, or yeah, anything like yeah. that. Well, the, you know the pet owners I hate? Mm. Uh, pet owners who have like... You see them and I'm, let's let's be honest, Newtown. You mm-hmm. go to Newtown and you see some person there. <laughs> a right? human being. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, let's just call them um, young, angry, and female, yeah. and they've got a rat on their shoulder. Oh. And you just go, what are you doing? We've got a rat problem in the city, yes. and you've got one as a pet. You're part of the problem. Yes. Not part of the solution. What are you They're doing? They're part of the solution. They're disgusting. And it's, they've got on there, and you go, that's not because you love rats. No one no. loves rats. No They're one. a rat. No one loves them. Yeah. That's about saying, yeah, I love them. I love a rat. I'm so I'm cool. A, I'm a hipster. Yeah. I'm a rat. Yeah. And it's like my rat. And sometimes I like, I paint it different colours. It's my rat. You are a twit. <laughs> I don't know why I was so worried about saying hipster before. It's not actually a derogative term. I, it's not not anymore. just a description. I've got a beef with pet owners. Yeah, what do you right? got? And this one is probably addressed uh, to our executive producer, Maddie, as well. Mm. Um, people who name or who give their, their pets like crazy out there pet names, right? Because Maddie's dog is named Sir Barks a lot. Oh, God. Oh, you really? Don't, you don't shout that out You're in the park, man. Are you the problem. Do you call that out in the park? Sir Barks a lot. Sir oh. Barks a lot. Come here. Oh. Yeah, and I let him lick my feet. Oh, oh what? <laughs> no, get in here. Get in here. That's From disgusting. That, no, come that in is here. disgusting. Come in you here. let it lick your feet. Sir Barks a lot cleans the tinea between your toes. Go is that what you're six, saying? Maddie. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's gross. <laughs> you do not let the dog lick your toes. Well, it's it's a human. You got to treat it like a. He's part not of a family. He's a dog. Can you let humans lick your toes? Do you do you? Sir licks a lot. His toes are euphemism for another something. Something. Oh, I brought it down. I'm the guy who brought the brought the tone down. Sir barks a lot. Oh god. All right. What's another? You know, another people I can't stand. People who have a dog on their shoulder when they're driving, like it's a parrot, like a small dog. I've seen it on the Anzac Bridge once. I was driving. There was this old bloke, and he would have been probably sixty-five. 70 years of age. Mm. He was driving a Volvo, so already I'm I'm in like a world of hate. Yeah. And uh, he had one of those like those tiny little teacup Chihuahua type dogs mm-hmm. just sitting on perched on his shoulder like a parrot. Now, if that was a cockatoo, good luck to you, mate. Well done. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. It's a great bird. It's a great animal. Mm-hmm. It's an icon. Yeah. But that furry piece of rat feces on your shoulder. <laughs> that that shouldn't have even driving. survived evolution. No. By but, the way, how did those dogs do that? I don't know. It astounds because- me. Guys like him keep buying them. Yeah, yep, true. Stop true. buying them and they'll stop breeding. It's part of the problem. Won't you? Part of the problem, <laughs> not part of the solution. Like Matty, our executive oh, producer, yeah. he's part yeah. of the problem, not part of the solution. One triple three five three. Give us a call, Sydney. What type of pet owners do you hate? What do they do? What have they got? Is it the type of animal? Is it what they do with Name it? And Is shame. it where they take them? Stop it. Name and shame. And taking your calls on one triple three five three. What kind of pet owners? Do you hate, we were going to, uh, and fortunately we didn't, we're going to rag on Bert the Pug, who uh, gets carried around by his owner in a backpack 
around Crow's Nest, and then we found out that the park has spina bifida. He needs him. He needs him. You know who I really want to rag on? I yeah. want to rag on my sister. Because this is another sort of pet owner that I hate. Somebody who doesn't recognise that they're crap at being pet owners. Mm-hmm. She's gone through with her kids like 10 birds. They just keep dying. Oh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got like budgies and lovebirds. Yeah. And they've gone through all sorts of different ones. Finches, whatever. And it's just like, oh, it dies. Let's get another one. Yeah. It's like, just recognise... You know, maybe I'm birds just, aren't for you. Birds aren't for you. I'm imagining <laughs> every time she think. goes into the pet store, the birds are like drawing short straws to go home with it. They're like, oh God, see you later, Baz. He's off to the giant ladder attached to a mirror in the sky. <laughs> you know? Kill, kill me now. Here yeah. she comes. Oh. <laughs> see you, fellas. Okay, we've got Matt in Hornsby. Hello, mate. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Really good. All right. Tell us the type of pet owners you can't stand. Oh, dude. Indoor cat owners that allow their cats to you know, walk around on food prep areas or eat from their plates or just allow them to have the bums in the face. Like, just they're disgusting rodents and do not belong in a house, let alone a food area. Yes, I'm with disgusting. him. I'm with you. I'm totally with Eric. you. Matt, Matt, I know, I know that's directed at me, but can I, can I just say, first of all, that your voice just says cat owner written all over it. No, I'm a cat shooter. Yeah, oh, no, oh, mate. Okay. He means feral he means cats. Feral cats. Feral cats. Yeah, feral cats. Photographer. Photographer. That's better. Yeah. I, yeah. I shoot cats. I've got a great Instagram following. Yes. Hey, birds before cats, man. Yeah. Good on you, Maddie. Hey, Maddie, go F yourself. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. No, I'm not. No, he's got a And by F, I mean you, you mean photograph himself. Yeah, photograph himself. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's with a P. That's my mistake. Yes. Nicole in Campbellton. How are you doing? Hello, how are you going? Very good. What sort of pet owners do you hate? Uh, the ones that have the noodle, shoodle, oodles, all those stupid breeds that have yes. oodle at the end of it, oh, yes. which at the end of the day is a crossbreed and mm-hmm. pay four or $5,000 but can't even afford a $100 vaccination at the vet. You know what? The only good thing about those dogs is that they don't molt. Did you know that? Yeah, that's actually incorrect. They still oh. have hair. They're still a dog. Yeah, they're incorrect. It's, just, they're it's so incorrect. Yeah. But they, you still have to shave them. You still have to groom them. You still have to bash them. Yeah. It's not actually correct. A yeah, canoodle, see, voodle, boodle, doodle. So here's the thing. Right? Here's the thing, right? Any of those, any of those poodle variations, mm, yeah. right, Nicole? Where, Labradoodle. You know, it, it's just yeah. like what you've taken is you've taken something crap mm. and you've just added more crap to it, hoping that it won't be less crap, right? Yeah. That's like getting a yeah. Hyundai Gets and then just go put some mag wheels on it. No, put on some new mag wheels on it. No, you know what? Put on a new aerial. Why don't you we? What? Why don't we shove put it on the, the sunroof? Shove it's the front not, of the Gets. Onto the back of a Commodore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop it. There you go. It's not going to What are you work? doing? Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, Jason and Avalon. Hello, Jace. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, good really man. good. All right. What sort of pet owners do you uh, despise? Uh, mate, I, I tell you, my head almost spun off my shoulders one night, uh, eating uh, at a restaurant called Yoda, funny enough, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we had a, white, a guy with a white snake around his neck a with di- pink hair. A dinner? Oh, mate. A snake Walking at dinner. Walking past the restaurant, my father-in-law and I, honestly, our heads spun almost off our shoulders. It was unbelievable. Mate, white snake is a terrible band. I can only imagine it's a terrible <laughs> pet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I can tell you, mate, when you see, like, 
it's just it still blows my mind when I think about it. You know, the only good thing right. about having a snake for a pet though is that they'll eat the rats. They'll the eat pet the rats. rats. Yeah. Well, that's the well, same yeah. thing. It'd be, it'd be an interesting uh, standoff. Story. <laughs> this dude went over to Newtown and yeah. uh, was walking up the streets. Yeah, but that Chase, that, that's exactly like the people in Newtown with rats on the shoulders. They're attention-seeking pets that say, mm-hmm. "Look at me, look at me, look mm. at me," as opposed to a genuine affection. For the snake, <laughs> a man, a man, <laughs> a man with a snake. Though. Turn that side to the man. Just coming at the man. Just go. This is going to say this. Same wrong. I'm not going to say it anyway. I'm committed to it. Totally. <laughs> He's overcompensating though. Surely, a man with a snake around his neck is overcompensating for something. That's for sure. 100. Yeah. I mean, we all know you, mm. you put them in your pants and leave the fly open. We're, we're talking about biography titles later in the show. I think we've just found yours, man. Genuine affection for the snake. What story? <laughs> That's perfect. No, Fiction for my snake. Let's <laughs> be specific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, Ash in Paddington. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, really good. There's a certain type of pet ad- pet owner you can't uh, handle. Who is it? Um, the people that feel that they can bring their animals into a cafe or a restaurant drive mm. me insane. Absolutely. I, I actually worked as a barista for like 10 years and the amount of people I had to tell to take their dogs out and they'd pick them up instead and walk them in like that, holding them up closer to the, all the food and the counter and everything. It drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah it's and, frustrating. I can, I can actually, like, I, I, you know, I love animals as a vet nurse, so I can totally agree with But, I, you know, when you actually are serving food, yep. you know, it's yep. a bit of a nightmare anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, look, and the filthy looks that I used to get, people would get so offended by it, so yeah, offended. But, you know, they're not allowed to bring them into that space, though, actually. Like, you know, there's food and health regulations that, oh, mm. that mean they're not allowed to I'm, do that. And just because, it's, it's, was this in Paddington? Was it in Paddington where people were bringing in their pets? Uh, no, no, it wasn't actually. Where it was, was it? Northern Beaches. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I got, you know, I bring down my dog, you know, because my dog's like, well, you know, it's like, it's like one of my mates. It's like one of my mates, eh? Hey. Yeah. I mean, you go down to Fashion. Do you do a, do you do a puppuccino? Yeah. Can I have a puppuccino <laughs> for my yeah. Labradoodle? Yeah, my dog goes surfing, like, totes just sits on my board, hey? And we just go out there, just like, a totally unemployed on this board. Ash is gone, miss. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but the accent still lives. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> Have we got time for one more call? Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah we, do, we do. We've got time for one more. Acted ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Big apologies to Angus and Julia Stone there. Mm. Um, Dimitri in Coogee. Hello, Dimitri. Yeah, good. How you going? Pretty good, mate. All right. Uh, what sort of pet yeah, owner yeah, do you have? I, I, I had a, a same-sex couple. They used to show me their poodle getting washed uh, every week at the hairdress on Skype. So they'd leave their dog, put him on Skype, and then show me, oh, look at Betsy. She's getting washed. And they used to show me while they had breakfast. What? That's like a weird form of helicoptering mm, your mm, child, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, like they, your dog. Mm. Here's the thing, well, Dimitri. Here's the thing, Dimitri. You had the option to not look. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, could I love those treehouse books. 
Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Talk about how great our scientists are. Hmm. Sydney scientists have discovered, confirmed radio waves are being emitted towards Earth from outer space. Right. Which could mean one of many, many things. Mm -hmm. But let's just postulate and say that it is aliens trying to communicate with us. Now, are we sure that these are radio waves coming from space? Because in the past, Mm. some astronomers have found that they stuffed it up and they had accidentally just detected their own microwave. Oh, in the kitchen. Might just be. like, oh, Baz is making some popcorn. Might We've be. done it again. Some guy in Terry Hills right now is just going, oh, uh, I did, I did uh, put it in a hot pocket. Um, yeah. might be, it, might be, it might be those radio no, waves. We've we got to give a shout out to uh, Sydney Cider, uh, Tara Murphy. She's an astrophysicist from the University of Sydney. She confirmed the radio wave emission from the gravitational waves. She confirmed that this is, in fact, happening. So. Did you say Tara? Tara. Tara is a woman. Well, I believe it then. I okay. genuinely do because if, if it was Troy, it was a bloke. It was a microwave. You know, it would have been just a microwave. Oh, Troy again! Oh, you left your phone Troy, on next to the picker upper you. machine. It's, yeah, it's Snapchat, Troy. We've had this freaking <laughs> Stop, conversation, get off your mate. Phone. Oh, yeah. for God's sake, Troy, move away <laughs> from me. Mez, you mentioned the possibility that this is aliens sending back radio waves to us. It's yes. actually forty years since NASA launched the Voyager Golden Records into space aboard the Voyager spacecraft. What was that? What was that when they put the Golden Records on? Was that like a bunch of music? Ca- time capsule, yeah, it's like a time that. capsule yeah. in space, an yep. interstellar time capsule. Mm-hmm. They described it as. And <laughs> did they send the turntable or just the discs? Because it's going to take. <laughs> no, the I think there was. A, I think there was a, like a record. A, a record that engraved it. It's a much better time capsule than the one that you find in the grounds out the front of any primary school, oh, which right. is just usually a picture with macaroni glued yeah. on it and a haiku about cats. <laughs> You don't, I mean, want an, you don't want an aliens discovering those time capsules. No, we had a time capsule at school. You know what we did? We put yep. in a newspaper from mm-hmm. the day yep. and we put in a Snickers bar. You know what we've still got today? <laughs> Newspapers and Snickers bars. Well done. That was 40 <laughs> well, years in the ground. You mentioned that because the, what was decided uh, to go in this interstellar time capsule was decided mm. by astronomer Carl Sagan, who you might have heard yes, of. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it contained greetings in dozens of languages, messages from leading statement, uh, a sonic history of planet Earth yep. and photographs, but it was mostly music. I wanted to share with you some and of semi-audio. the audio. There was a lot of semiotics, yeah. which is just a big word for symbols. Mm-hmm. So because that because they figured that emojis, like hieroglyphics, yeah, yeah, essentially right. they they tell a story using symbols because yep. that's what the aliens would well, speak. I want you guys mm-hmm. to have a think about what you would send up into space because this is what they sent forty years ago. This was the opening okay. track. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of hundred forty-seven member states <laughs> who represent <laughs> almost all of the human inhabitants. That is, that is a great oh, well, information. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome, welcome to uh, the Earth. Uh, if, you're going to, if you're coming here, please, you can have a bit of a shot at my uh, my wife, Marta. That's a greeting from the Secretary General at the time of the who, UN. Who is that? Mm. Kurt Waldhelm. Good on him. Where's Kurt now? I'm not sure. He's probably he dead. might not be alive. But us. you mentioned all the music they sent. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, they sent a bit of bark. Mm-hmm. They also sent. Very presumptuous that they like it. They also sent, Ooh. that was a bit of Chuck Berry's Johnny yep. B. Good. Yep. Which was a really. Nice rock and roll song. Controversial selection because some people claim that uh, rock music was adolescent. Right. So they shouldn't send it. So instead, they sent mostly this. 
What is that? A bit of pan pipes and drum action from oh, Peru. Oh, mate. Nobody's what is that? Come. Seriously, what's that? This is like a, a child, a dysfunctional child with a recorder. <laughs> That's what we said <laughs> to aliens. You know when you see the kid at school yeah. and he's the one kid, usually called Glenn or Troy, who's not allowed to play the recorder yeah. or Merrick, yeah. and then allowed to play the recorder? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, That's what, what it that is. Like. But yeah, I was thinking, like surely that cry. Carl Sagan didn't get it right because mm-hmm. some of that no. is rubbish. Surely you two blokes, two yeah. professional comedians, oh, could come up with a better interstellar time capsule to send up there. I totally. Would, oh, it's right now. I would yeah. send the Kardashians. Would you? Oh, it's the whole lot, just, all of them in the capsule. Just is into, that to, is that just because you don't want them here, or you think that'll lure them, <laughs> no, the just, aliens to to Earth? I just think it's a family that generally is familiar with deep spaces. <laughs> Or vacuous space. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I reckon the movie Black Space. <laughs> the movie Space Jam. We should send the movie oh. Space Jam up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that should Why be good. Why would you want to give them ideas? I don't, just, I don't know, just so they know that we're, you know, into Stella. Why not send, send Interstella? No, we, uh, yeah, we should send Interstella. Maybe the movie... <laughs> Maybe the movie E.T. as well, so they know that we are sympathetic. No, we nearly killed the poor boy. Well, no, get away. The kids yeah, If it good. wasn't for the kid with the bike, he would have been naked. Yeah, That's so not a good one to send. All right. I just Why didn't you send them? You know what we should do? We should send them Alien versus Predator, yeah. right? Not, and then, and then, or just one of the Predator films, mm-hmm. and just go, look what we do. To predators, yeah, and they go, oh yeah, we could get the vibe. So Merrick wants, wants to threaten them. Okay, good. <laughs> no, that's think it. Cam sending them good. crap uh, animated movies. Yeah, Sorry, it's actually, stuff I love that they think that we're okay. Well, technically, the Kardashians is a threat as well. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, you know, don't don't you want to confuse them? You don't want to send anything up like Vanilla Sky because they still won't know what's going on in that I don't movie know, either. Um, maybe something point. interesting like a Sham Wow. Oh yeah, to show them that we're versatile. That's amazing. That would be amazing because I could just imagine a chat. An alien getting a shamwow yeah. and just going, what do we do? Yeah. I think you rub yourself with it what vigorously. Is it, is, okay. it a, is it a sex oh, aid? I get what it. is this? You get it on your sham and wow! wow. <laughs> Self-cleaning. It's amazing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if only they had them in a bigger size. That's what they'd be. That's a very good one. Yeah. Well, I think that um, you've, got to, you've got to give them a bit of a snapshot of what we are and what we stand for. So mm-hmm. musically, I'd give them a bit of this work. That's, of course, just kidding. I just saw the Baja men this morning on the Today Show. And I went, oh, I remember them. I should play the later on in the show today. That was literally, how you did it. That is literally how did they Did they came. replace Lisa? <laughs> they have, yeah. They could never replace Lisa? No. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if the Today Show opened with that song every morning. That would just be brutal, wouldn't it? I reckon You'd go crazy. would be happy. <laughs> He's an Australian comedian and television personality, born in Cummins, South Australia. Cam Knight! That's the first line of his Wikipedia page, and to be honest, his song's a bit of a failure. It went downhill, didn't it? Cam Knight! Cam Knight is with me this afternoon, and if you ever get the chance to go and see Cam do stand-up, do it, because he's funny. Tells good jokes that come out of his face and make your ears feel good. So, I Have mean, you got any gigs to promote? Oh, this, this Sunday I'm doing something very different, actually, at the basement in the Rocks. Mm. I'm doing, I'm part of a... a <laughs> is, is, is I'm going to be busking pan flute style out the front with some recorders. I yeah, think, I think you say, I'm going to be putting a ball in my <laughs> yeah. mouth and tying myself with chains to a, a stone wall. No, I'm in I'm the basement. basement. No, I'm in the basement. Yeah. So it's a bar, it's a bar and yeah, a music yeah, venue. Right. 
Um, there's a there's a show called Men of Letters, which is an offshoot from Women of Letters, and the lady who runs it is Angie Hart, who used to be the uh, the front woman of um, of Frente. Yeah, and it's a quite a large thing to do, and they've got um, accidentally Kelly Street. Uh, uh, yep. Is that her? Yes. I think that's the only and, song um, they have. No, they, they got a of so they get, they get you to, they have a specific topic and uh, they have all sorts of different people on. They've got comedians on there. Tom Ballard's doing it. Aaron Chen's doing it. Mikey Robbins is on. And then they've also got some lit- literary, uh, you know, giants and academics uh, contributing. And you write a letter. Stephen King. Ste- Stephen King's going to be there, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. He's, yeah. just, he's writing yeah. a letter Robert to, he's writing a letter to Carrie. Right. And, um, yeah, because the, the, the theme is uh, a woman that has changed your life. And we've Ooh, got to write a letter to hell. a woman that's changed your life. And um, so that should be very interesting. I think it's going to yeah. be in the afternoon. I kind of regret asking you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's a little bit different than stand-up. It's just something I'm yeah. really looking forward to. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. You stay at home. No, <laughs> it's, the, no it's the well, writing part. You just go, sit down and write a yeah, letter. Yeah, I had to write a letter. If, if you are going to stay at tonight, home tonight, yeah. uh, the last episode, the final installment of Michael Hutchins' The Last Rockstar is oh, on yeah. Channel 7 mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, have you no, boys, Did you watch any of it? No. 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 It, I, I don't, I've seen some of the reviews. It hasn't been... Um, Resoundly successful, I don't yep. think. Why not? Yep. What There's been some suggestions that uh, you know they've clutched at straws uh, with parts of it. Like for example, this is this is a bit of audio here. I'll play it for you. Nothing bad to say about him. He was a great boyfriend. He's bad at breaking up, but he's a good boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. How was he bad at breaking up? Well, you know, he'll love you to the bitter end and then gone, and you don't even. That's it. You know what I mean? But not tell you that. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna see you, and then and then get a call, like, you know, after the flights arrive to where you're living together, and tell you we're not together anymore, and go like, wow, <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, who's so, that? So that's so, essentially an ex-girlfriend of his, really? Who, who just a random ex-girlfriend of his? A random, yep. never had but, any random ex-girlfriend. But basically, that said he broke up with me over the phone. Right. Like that's that's some of the. Content. Is that a bad thing? How was the music involved in that? It was so so emotionally charged. Mm. You don't want to be good. Oh, I liked his story, but mm. that song with Kick would be much better. With Kick 100%. Yeah. Sometimes you get a kick. Sometimes you get a kick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. one of their songs. Well, well I'm not, not sure if they had the rights to use all the songs as well, because in excess, the band released a statement saying that the documentary was unauthorised and all this sort of stuff. Okay. But my thoughts on it is that I think they missed an opportunity because they called it Michael Hutchins, The Last rock star, And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Miz, some of the in excess songs really lend themselves to the title of what that could have been called. Could yeah. have been called The Devil Inside or Bitter Tears, The Love oh, yeah, One. Yeah. Never Tear Us Apart. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Heaps Michael Hutchins. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought I would do is prepare yeah. a uh, biography quiz for you guys about musicians. Oh. Who the f- Who's that? No, no. No oh, idea. That's, what's his name? Sound, sound, no, right, that's Harry Styles. Is it? Is it Harry Styles? <laughs> Ah, He's one of you now, that one. That's me. That's, that's, that's a bit of One Direction. Savage with, Garden, I said. Meme of pop culture. <laughs> Story <laughs> of my life. So okay. what I want to do, yes. um, bef- actually, before we get into this, uh, what would you call your um, your biography? Mine? Can, like your autobiography? Well, I guess after you've played that introduction to the music with uh, mentioning Cummins, I should just call it Straight Outta Cummins. Straight Outta oh. I like. I also like get rich or die crying. Oh, <laughs> I like but I, that. I think more that it would actually just be called. I can't believe you bought this. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's mine, because yeah. it'd be about me. I'd call it Merrick Watts. Mm. 
the Merrick Watts story. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Liam Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't actually do any work on my. You get somebody else. You want a ghostwriter? Yeah. Come in Merrick Watts, and do it. The Merrick Watts story. Yeah. Written by Liam Flanagan. Right. And Liam opens with, "He's such would, a lazy." Merrick writes. I wouldn't even bother reading it. No. <laughs> yeah. you just go. Maybe no. you want to have read this? Nah, put it out. But he'd write the foreword to it. Just that little glowing bit at the start yeah. about what a great guy nah, he is. Yeah, no, that's get right. Ray Martin to do it. Ray, do it for me. He's a legend. <laughs> so. What I've got okay. here is a list of um, artists yes. uh, and their biogra- autobiography book names. So you guys need to tell me. I'll give you the artists. You've got to tell me what they call their autobiographies. And there's some good puns in here, all right? Okay. First one, and your name is your buzzer. Red Hot Chili Peppers frontman Anthony Kiedis. What did he call his autobiography? Cam. Yes, Cam. Scar Tissue. Scar Tissue. Correct. Oh, yeah. Good I book too. It's, good. it's a very it's a good, good book. book. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, I loved uh, it. Instructional oh. guide to taking heroin. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little bit more ironic. Uh, what did Keith Richards call his autobiography? Uh, oh, I've got it too. Yes. Uh, is lick? Oh, so close. You got two letters wrong essentially. Lit up. <laughs> Light. Cam. Oh yes, Cam. Live. Oh, it was life. Oh, yeah, ironic because it's okay. surprising that he still he's has still it. He's still alive. Yeah. yeah he's right. Okay. Yep. What did the Who guitarist Peter Ta- Pete Townsend call his autobiography? To play on words here with the band name. Um, Cam. Yes, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't convinced. Who me? Merrick. Oh. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. <laughs> but no, it was no. who I am. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. good. That's right. good. Well done. Right. Isn't he the same guy who said that Led Zeppelin would go down like a Led Zeppelin? So therefore they called it Led Zeppelin. I think it was Pete Townsend. That said that. Maybe oh, I don't maybe. know. Brian Johnson, the lead singer of ACDC, after Bon Scott. What did he call his autobiography? Brisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never fill Bond's shoes. Oh, <laughs> wow. Thunderstruck. Oh. Is it Thunderstruck? No, good guess. Uh, uh, ball breaker. <laughs> it was Rockers and Rollers, a full throttle memoir. Oh, too long. Yeah. Too long. Right. Oh, that's it's right. not he's even going to fit on the book. And he's trying to appeal to ACDC fans. Yeah, like, like talking yeah. about a band that doesn't even have an actual word for exactly. its title. Yeah. And then he just goes, let's get really wordy. That's it. We've never been real wordy. Let's be wordy now. <laughs> All right. Michael Jackson. What did he call his autobiography? Touch me, or, or I'll touch Macaulay. I'll touch, <laughs> touch him, Macaulay. I'm asleep touch on Macaulay. I'm asleep on Macaulay. Wake up, Macaulay. Stop wake up, Macaulay. Macaulay, Stop. are you awake? Oh, that feels think, nice. think about his dance move. What's his iconic dance move? Break. Um, oh, moonwalk. Moonwalk. Oh, I can't give moonwalk. Macaulay, 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 moonwalk. Moonwalk with me. Macaulay walk? <laughs> Macaulay walk Macaulay with walking? me. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> boy George, what moon? did Boy George? What did Boy George call his autobiography? Uh, Cam. Bit of play on word with his name here. Boy. <laughs> boy? Did he call it boy? Was it boy? I think it was boy. Was it Macaulay Culkin? No, it was Take It Like a Man. Oh, okay. All right. Yep, yep. Now this is one of my. This was the favourite one I found. What did Willie Nelson call? His autobiography. Bear in mind, he has a proclivity for a certain type yeah, of yeah, pastime. Yeah. Weedy Nelson. <laughs> Merrick, Weedy Nelson. Good guess. It's not, but I'll give you a point oh, for it. Oh. Yeah, good. I'll give you a point for it. It was a good guess. Um, Cam, any thoughts? Stoned. It was Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die. Oh, that's all right. It's cool. It's pretty good. Mm. I was listening, this is going to shock you. I was listening mm. a bit of Willie Nelson last week. Yeah. And 
Man, he's got some good tracks. So, okay, I can't. I, I only remember the Highwayman. You remember the Highwayman? That yeah, was yeah. like him that and a couple like, of other yeah, people. Yeah, that was him and uh, was it not Johnny Cash was in. I think it? Cash was, was in it. Yeah, Cash yeah. was in it for for a bit, but mm. also too. Um, what's his name? From the Travelling Wilburys, the other dude, you know, Roy, guy, Roy Orbison. Orbison. Yeah, yeah. All part he, of that. he did a song it. with Mel Haggard that I listened to today called "It's All Gone to Pot." So okay. that's a good that's a good name for an autobiography. Okay, as well. well, I mean, we've, yeah. we've really gone a, well, he's, a he's really <laughs> long way away from the quiz, and also too, at the same time, we've gone away a long way away from entertainment. <laughs> did you? Just talking about. Did anybody else know that? Musicians. What are we doing? I think think it was when I I iconised a guy (laughs) who braids his hair into ponytails. (laughs) In the pigtails. Like a Viking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, really. He's Um, a good legend. We're out out of time, Miz. We normally ask. So many people are going to ring up right now and say, why can't you talk more about Willie (laughs) Nelson and obscure connections he's had to musicians? (laughs) We normally ask Cam if he's got any gigs to plug, but remember, he wasted all that time at the start of this break. That's right. It's still a gig. I'm going to be doing it. Men of Letters at the Basement on Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Get down and see French letters this <laughs> Sunday. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. At times, the episodes can be pretty raw, like Lane Beachley talking about coming to terms with being an adopted child. And, you know, it's our thoughts that create how we feel about something, you know, our thoughts lead to emotions and actions, and then those actions determine the results that you produce in your life. And and I love to refer to uh, the difference between having a victim mentality versus a victor mentality. And, mm. and the victim mentality is a mentality of, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe I was rejected at birth. I can't believe my own mother didn't want me. I can't believe that I feel, why, why have I been so abandoned, so rejected? I can't believe, this is, this is just... This is not right, right? And I, I, I can't. I don't know what to do about this. And that's the victim mentality. That's the victim. That's the victim. The victor goes, "All right, I'm not going to go through this for nothing. I'm going to turn this into something positive." You can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Happy birthday to City Council! Happy birthday to City Council! Let's celebrate. I know by building a tram. That would be amazing. Cloud Arch. A cloud arch! Oh, that would be just the most perfect birthday present. Clovis probably had the inspiration to put little lights at the top of the cloud arch so it looks like candles, 175 of them. They look like pearls, a string, a bead of pearls, because she loves a choker, as we know. Mm. Um, A 175th anniversary of Sydney Council next month, and it's an important milestone. Um, It's been well established uh, that this is a great city. Mm. And so we should constantly celebrate every possible birthday anniversary we can find that is of an of either a marquee event like 175 years, which I think we've all just been waiting for, mm. and it's even making news. Next month marks an important milestone for Sydney, 175 years since the city's first council was established. To celebrate, 175 objects will go on display at the town hall, Mm. many for the first time. This was a block boy. His job to clean horse manure off city blocks. Rubbish would be dumped from these barges outside Sydney heads, only to wash up on our beaches. This cast iron toilet block was manufactured in 1890 and is still in use today. And the good thing is, Sydney, <laughs> nothing has changed. As much as we like to go, God, we're so modern now. Look at us. Oh, I mean, how I'm just going to go down and watch the IMAX cinema. Oh, it's gone. Um, <laughs> we're so modern. 
But one of the things that has not changed in Sydney's 175 years of being a council is the horrific traffic. Yeah, there was traffic in the 1800s. Yeah, heaps of it. The council continuously undertook road construction in the mid uh, 18th century and 19th century. Sorry, to to keep up with the demand for the traffic. Uh, from all the horse-drawn buggies. And uh, we actually have some audio from the turn of the last century. And this is a traffic report that was on radio. And it will give you an idea of what traffic was like way back then at the turn of the 20th century, Liam. This is real audio that we got from our archives. With thanks to Morgan's Boot Polish. Morgan's Boot Polish, perfect for your boots and for appearing as a dark-skinned person on a variety show. <laughs> that will never cease to be funny. Traffic is at a standstill on George Street with a pony going right off the back of another horse. Literally. It seems it was not, in fact, a collision as much as a copulation. Oh, there we go. Finish now, Sparkles, you dirty mare. Look forward to seeing a fall in the spring. The corner of Parramatta Road and James Roos Drive is a total nightmare. We just had Dave from Quakers Hill send us a carrier pigeon saying traffic is backed up for at least nine metres, with two carriages failing to cross the intersection due to the start of the West Connects. Word is, that may not be finished until 1908. Can you believe it? <laughs> and if you're on the roads this long weekend, remember, the police are testing for drink driving. So, if you're not blind, make sure you have a bottle of rum before getting behind the stirrups. Nobody likes a sober man in his 40s in command of two unpredictable beasts hauling a carriage containing his entire family, including infants. Remember, driving sober, it's a crime. Up next, unattractive Phil has tickets to this band. (laughs) That's the funniest part. All the rest was crap. Isn't it amazing that the bed at Triple M hasn't changed in all those years? It's still the same. Not just the bed, mate, the staff. Uh, One triple three five three Sydney. Let's open up the phones. Surely, if they're going to they're going to celebrate with one hundred seventy five objects that are going to be on display in the town hall for the one hundred seventy fifth anniversary. Oh, that's how they that's how they're celebrating. So celebrating with one hundred seventy five objects are going to go on display yep. right. uh, as, as a unique perspective. I will tell you right now, somebody at Sydney Council's entire job is just doing that. Every five years. Mm. It's just put something on display. Come up with something to celebrate something. Okay, how much you want a year? Over a hundred grand. That makes sense. You you're in charge of what finding things to celebrate. <laughs> what do you oh, ca- well, it's a full time <laughs> job. I mean, seriously. I mean, God, when I'm not travelling from Newtown to get here, it's a full time gig. What are you campaigning to have included right. in the celebratory objects, Miss? I love the city and I know it like the back of my hand. Mm. This is what you need if you are going to get 175 objects to celebrate Sydney Council's 175th anniversary. Number one, in that I want to see the monorail. Good idea. Bring it back. Good That's idea. That's Sydney to me. Yeah. I want to see a Japanese submarine, a mini sub. Possibly oh, the mothership. Because they got in well. the harbour, didn't they? Yes, that's right. right. Absolutely. Okay. I want to see Sega World brought back. That was enjoyable. <laughs> before my time. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Sega World was amazing. <laughs> it was the IMAX cinema before the IMAX cinema. No one cared. I went to Sega World and was actually very, very impressed. <laughs> I miss IMAX. As a young bloke. Uh, bike lanes. How are you going to get those into? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I okay. suggest something? 
It better be not be as funny as the ones I've made. A halal snack pack? Oh, yeah! You should definitely have a halal snack pack in there. But you should do what they do like in Japanese sushi shops where you just make it out of plastic. Yeah. So it's permanent forever. Yep. yep. I reckon some halal snack packs around the place you could uh, pop just over actually, there. Yeah, There's enough actually, in there. Fair cool. <laughs> Absolutely. What about this too? A family of bin chickens. Oh, stuffed ibis. Absolutely. I want to see a child one because I've seen all the adults. They're like seagulls. Where are the baby ones? Where are the baby bin chickens? <laughs> okay. So Clover the... Moore, it's up to you. 175 <laughs> of those items, at least four of them have to be tiny bin chickens. So at the moment we've got monorails, Japanese mm. sub, mm. we've got halal snack packs, yep. stuffed World. bin chickens, mm. Seagull World, bike lanes. Mm. We need to know what else. we still got a lot oh, of items to go. Oh, okay. If we're listing things that haven't worked, let's see. Lockout laws. No, it's not the point of listing oh. things that haven't worked. Oh, we need 170. Well, things that have not worked. <laughs> oh, things have we not worked. We need 175 Sydney objects. Sydney Council is putting itself on display. That's we incredible. need 175 objects that best represent the 175 years of the Sydney City Council. Sydney, it's time to get the slippers on and lay them in. Big time. One triple three five three. Be part of it. Taking your calls on one triple three five three to celebrate 175 years of Sydney Council. You know what? Good on you, Sydney Council, for giving yourselves a pat on the back. Because mm. I don't think you give yourselves enough credit when you let off a few fireworks <laughs> to celebrate yourselves. Oh, fireworks. That's got to go in there. We're talking about the 175 objects that Sydney Council needs to put on display to celebrate 175 years of just doing your job. Who else does? Uh-huh. Who, seriously? <laughs> 175 years and we've got to pay for you to celebrate yourselves? Who How gives, who gives themselves a pat on the back for just doing their jobs? I mean, I like radio stations every I time do. ratings come. I do. I do. But <laughs> I'm expected to because I'm a wanker. It's different. Like I expect other people to be better than me. We've got eight at the moment, Mez. We need 167 more. Okay. We've got lockout laws, bin chickens, bike lanes, Seagull World, Japanese submarine, mini or mothership. Yep. Uh, the monorail. The halal snack pack halal and snack fireworks. Pack. We've got eight. Right. Can I suggest one more before you do? Yes, We've absolutely. got lots of calls coming absolutely. through. Only if it's Can stupid. I suggest the bottle of wine that got Barry O'Farrell fired as well, premier? Yeah, yeah, I think that needs one. to go in there. That's a good one yep. too. Yeah, I'll accept that. Okay. Well played. And a cloud arch. Okay, <laughs> taking your calls. <laughs> so many people have rung in. This will be fun. Hello, Heath in Prospect. Hello, guys. How are you going? Very good, good, mate. All right. What are your thoughts? What can they put in there for the 175 objects on display? 175 syringes in Centennial Park, obstacle court. Oh, oh, Okay. No, fair call. All right. Um, you didn't tell them they could lay the slipper in me. Yeah, no, I did say <laughs> that. that. Was... So, all right. We'll just we'll just put it down as needle exchange. Yeah. There's a bit of bitterness in that for me. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. For a guy from Prospect, he's pretty worried about Centennial Park. We've got uh, Kylie and Mount Druid. Hello. Hello, Where you bring you a bottle of Grange. Oh, sorry, Kylie. No, wait. How often does a bottle of Grange bring down Bazaar O'Faza? But anyway, space probe. What was that? Space probe. Space probe. What is space yeah, probe? From Wonderland. It was a ride. Yes, you could see the whole of Sydney. Yes. When you're up the top by the magnets. Yes, yes, I'm with you. And then I, I think it got a little bit faulty there for a little yeah. while, and then all of a sudden the park shut down. That's kind of the way it goes. Mm. But you're right. That should be right next to the monorail. Yeah. Right there. Thank you, Kylie. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because of Kylie's line, she cut out a bit there. So all I heard was her yelling out probe. Yeah. And I was a bit confused. And you were just going, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, know I don't remember that part of Sydney. I think, I think probe is what you have, have after you've been found to be siphoning funds off at another council. <laughs> and they go, yeah, we're going to give you a probe. <gasps> Salim Mahaja in the in, exhibition. In the exhibition, just there, like the Adonis that he thinks he is, just there, just 
oiled up. But get well soon, Salim. We know you've had a car accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Get Mm. well and then get in part of that exhibition, you little Aussie. Go for it. Hello, Stephen, your minor. Yeah, good day, man. <laughs> what would you have in an exhibition that reflects Sydney Council's 175 years? Oh, mate, City Street loading zones. Oh. They've sort of, they've become, become as rare as hen's teeth, so why not put them on display? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Some crap bikes, yellow and red bikes that nobody's <laughs> using. Oh, hang on. Sorry, they, they already are on display in yeah. the city. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. Yeah, they're also on, in display in a few canals around <laughs> Sydney as well. Craig in Pendant Hills. Hello, mate. How you going? Very good, mate. All right, what do you suggest uh, we put on uh, display? 175 years of Sydney Council. How about a plaster cast of Clover Moore holding a can of KB? A, a can of KB? Yeah, mm. mate, kitty bear. She would, I don't think she would ever have had a can of KB in her life. What are your thoughts on that? I wouldn't I be surprised. She would eat, I don't think she would either, but it, it, would, it, would, it would embody two, um, two typical things of Sydney in one go, mate. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know what I reckon? I can't say this for a fact, but I see her more as a, a Moselle and orange juice fan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but no, nothing would up, would upset her more than having That's her true. there holding a the plaster cast, plaster cast mold of herself holding a can of KB. I you've, just uh, you've given a lot of thought, Craig, yeah. and that's better than I've done. So, <laughs> congratulations, thank you. We've got Brad and Granville. Hello, Brad. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Bring us home. What should they okay. put on? Okay. Um, you remember how you're talking the big massive rats? Sorry, talking to who? Big massive rats. Oh, big, big massive big rats. Massive yes, yes. You yes. need a big massive rat and a homeless man. Oh, <laughs> and a home. You know, what we need a like a homeless but man. Not with the spirit. Not with the spirit. Okay. No, no, no. Like one of those, like you know, those kind of things you see at an art exhibition, like at a Biennale, something like that, where you've got a homeless man, and it's an actor, of course, from Bondi, who's been paid to play the part of a homeless man, who's laying there with vomit all over his shirt, and then a gigantic rat eating it off. Because if you just got a regular homeless person, you'd be helping them, and it wouldn't cost you any money. But if you get an actor from Bondi to play the part then of a homeless man, it's expensive. Man, yes. And then let off some fireworks. God. <laughs> Seriously, some things change and some things never, ever change. And the things that never change. Chris Taylor from yeah. the Chase. So you're still talking about Sydney traffic. Oh, oh are you, Merrick Did Watts? you get caught in traffic or something? You've no. literally walked in with five seconds I've to been go. given a bum steer. I, I'm I looking for told, a cup of tea. I was told quarter two. What? I, I thought I was early. On air at quarter two? Yeah. Your call time, half past five. Yeah. Oh, he's on ABC time. Oh, he's on ABC time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I still right. haven't changed since Daylight Savings kicked in. You're lucky I'm here at all. <laughs> Just in time for the hottest 100. Let's move on. <laughs> Mate, uh, congratulations. We've got a brand new show on the ABC. Uh, it's called Screen Time. It goes on air tonight, 8 p.m. Mm. Oh, shit. I'd probably be there at five past eight because <laughs> I've you, always got my times mixed up. You know, late. this is very exciting. I haven't been on telly for a while. You haven't been on radio for a while. Where have you been? <laughs> Let's, we'll get you a TV show in a yeah. second. Where have you been? Well, you know where I've been. I got married. Mate, that doesn't take six months. Oh, it was a very... We did our own vows and I'm very long-winded the way I write. So it was, it was the world's longest wedding ceremony. It was longer than Ray Hadley's acceptance speech in the Hall of Fame at the awards. Um, so, yeah, no, I did I did the whole marriage thing that most people did 20 years ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, and why aren't you wearing a wedding band? Well, I'm not that serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away. No, um... Now, do you know, a couple of people have asked me that. I Tell me if this is sufficiently convincing. I, I don't really like bling or jewellery. I, yeah. I don't like yeah. it on other men. I certainly don't like wearing it myself. So 
I, and I, I know it was a slightly awkward look at the wedding to sort of put a ring on your partner and then just and then not get so one. conspicuously not get one back. But my dad doesn't wear one. My brother doesn't wear one. My dad, my dad never wore a wedding band. Yeah, because that's who, because he was a philanderer. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> but my dad, my dad used to wear like those old school signet rings. You know, like an, oh, like yeah. the English like Prince Charles actually wears one. It's a very English kind of thing mm. to do. So he wore a signet ring, a gold signet ring on his left hand, and so therefore he never wore any other jewelry because he said otherwise. As and I quote Terence. Watts said, otherwise you start to look a little bit like Liberace. No, you don't. <laughs> you look like a guy with two uh, wedding rings yeah. on. Two, two wedding bands well, on. Well, look, I mean, I mean, there is a cynical argument that the whole idea of men wearing bands at all, and indeed the whole idea of the engagement ring was driven by the jewellery industry. Like, I think you probably know the story. <laughs> what are you saying about the Jews? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the jewellery industry. Oh, jewellery. Like, Tiffany's could not shift diamonds to save themselves. They had a glut of diamonds. Mm. And they did this amazing marketing campaign. I think it would have been around, well, I was going to say the 50s. It might have been earlier than that, where they just did a billboard that said, simply said, say it with diamonds. And that became a kind of fashionable thing for New York socialites to give a ring mm. with a diamond. Mm. And similarly... Another industry said, say it with pearl necklaces. <laughs> Mez, you know, you know, you know Chris Taylor's back when we're criticising advertisers, don't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> it's nice to have him back. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Tiffany's, who yeah. have been a supporter of the show <laughs> for a very long time. Like the, now gone. Merrickville and Tiffany, such a natural yeah. fit. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, same with men's winning bands. That was sort of like, they realised, oh, hang on, there's a whole new gap in the market we're not exploiting. Let's, yep. let's suddenly force men to get winning bands as well. So there's yeah, men, men didn't used to wear my my dad's uh, so my dad's mates and my friends' fathers none of them had wedding bands. Mm. It was just not I don't know. A bit, I think we're here to talk about Chris TV show. We're not. We're not here to talk about this TV show. We're to talk about whatever else. I, but do you know what's on the left hand? Do you know why the rings on the left hand? It keeps your right hand free. <laughs> no, no. Because this is it's less guilty if it's not on the right hand. So it's like that's like you know what that is it's the shame ring. It, it reminds you that you no. It's because <laughs> that's the only finger that is directly uh, connected to the heart with a vein. So it goes an artery from your, from your finger from your left finger runs all the way to your heart. Right. So that's why that that finger is is specifically and so why designated. and the cock ring now is that what's <laughs> What's that? Is that straight to the heart or another? Or where's that leading? Heart, I think the heart goes yeah. straight to the yeah. concrete, if you know what I mean. I, it was You'd the one. Worked up and, <laughs> pump, heart gets pumping. The one sort of deal I tried to do with my wife is said, I don't want to exchange rings, but if we can exchange cock rings, <laughs> I, I, it'd be a ceremony to remember. And she said, hang on a second, I'll just give you my wedding ring. It should fit. Chris <laughs> oh, oh, back. Yeah. We will talk about his show at some stage, but not right now. Let's take a track. But no, if you do want to play, okay, we are, right, for all time's sake, Miss, oh, yeah. we're going to play. Uh, a game with Chris that we only play with Chris. What can't you get your head around? One triple three five three. You can give us a call for what can't you get your head around. But very quickly, let's talk about your uh, your show on the ABC. It's on tonight. It's about movies. It's about uh, television. television. It's kind of like Gogglebox only on an ABC budget. It's Gogglebox with less alcohol. Um, have you noticed that everyone on Gockle, Gogglebox is half cut? Oh, yeah. Or full cut. Why would, you, why would you let a television crew come to your house and film you watching television unless you're half munted? I know. Um, so, look, yeah, it's sort of an ABC it's, version. I mean, But we, it looks pretty good, though. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. I had a look at, the, at one of the clips because I thought, oh, this could be an absolute bag of candies. It's actually pretty good. I love how you, you just assume it'll be a bag of candy. Someone who you've been no. very generous to ask onto your show numerous times yeah. and never thought that would be a bag of candies. But you think if I do another medium, it's just got dog written well, all over no, us? No, because it does say arts. And I went, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. something it's, I can't get yeah. my head around. What's a bag of kennies? Turds. <laughs> What's a kenny? A kenny? Well, clearly, it's a, by definition. 
A bag of Kennys is a bag of turds. So what's a, what's a Kenny? Mate, know. do I have to draw this for you? <laughs> you might have Seriously? to. First question on what can't you get your head around? What is a Kenny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One triple three five three. Let's play. What can't you get your head around? Great to have Chris Taylor from The Chaser back in the studio. She's got a brand new show on uh, the ABC tonight at 8 p.m. called Screen Time, which basically he just, uh, you just talk about TV and films. It sounds a little bit like, are you the new Margaret Pomerantz? I am, and I've had to have a lot of cigarettes to get that raspy voice. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Look, I love David. I love Martin. this movie. Oh, it's awesome. David, yeah. shush, it's a, real, it's a good pick. <laughs> It's a good Aussie feel. No, no one will replace David and Margaret. And, and this show's not true. I mean, I'm not a critic, obviously, but it's it's it, we basically have the conversations on this show that everyone's having in their workplace. Talking about Netflix. Have you walked past the Triple M kitchenette and someone's not banging on about Stranger Things or... Yeah, uh, or yeah, Veep yeah. No, or... not, that's no. I mean, if you're talking about the Bachelorette, yes. Oh right, then they are. <laughs> there'd be a lot of Downton Abbey so. talk in the Triple M kitchen. No, <laughs> no, no, no one's talking about Downton Abbey, mate. There's a bit more time here, mate. We've uh, we like we want to reprise something. Um, some listeners who are familiar with Chris would know that um, from time to time we would uh, do. What can't you get your head around? Merrickville residents are very confused. Oh, yeah. Why can't they make a toaster that doesn't burn the bread? I can't get my head around why Tarzan doesn't have a beard. This is What Can't You Get Your Head Around? Don't have a lot of time today, Chris, um, because the listeners have run out of patience with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try to get to it. If you do have a question that you want an answer to, we'll have a crack at it. That's mm. basically the gist of it. Yep. We don't necessarily know the answer, but we try to, in a roundabout way, formulate um, a, a possibility, and if we get it right, geez, do we slap ourselves <laughs> yeah. on the back. We've got John like, from really? Castlehill on the line, but quickly to re- refresh your, your minds and how to play, gents, I've got one for you. Okay. Yeah. Go. Why isn't there mice-flavoured cat food? <laughs> yeah, well, cat food's traditionally seafood-based, mm. like a lot of tuna, or mm. what they call tuna, at least. Mm. Um is it true they actually do like mice, or is that sort of a myth of cartoons? Oh, I they think they do. like rats, and I think you know when cities oh, had rat problems, they they cats do tend to go after rodents. But so I, why I isn't there rodent flavored cat food? Well, because I don't think they necessarily would predate on them. Like they, they sorry, they do predate on, them, but I don't necessarily think that they would preference uh, a, a rat or a mouse. Right? Mm-hmm. They would prefer something that it was easy to eat, had less bone, and it had less fur to chew through, and was a you know, much easier a meal. But why is it not rat flavor? Mm. It's because they probably don't like it. It's just about what was around. Now, in or the times... is, is it a marketing issue? Like what what person doing the weekly groceries wants to put their hand up on the shelf? Go, oh, I'll get the rat flavored well, uh, the food because it's like you remember when the England had the horse meat scandal. Yes. Now there's nothing wrong with eating horse. No, it, it's absolutely healthy. And it, horses, it, it, horses, horse. <laughs> it'd be in it'd be in more meat than you probably realise. But people were psychologically a bit funny about that. I wonder if we'd psychologically be weird giving our cats rats. I'm going to buzz you both. You're running out because we're running out of time. Why is uh, it and John's waiting. Is because rats like and mice can't be sanctioned to be grown as a food source. Yeah, but what, you, didn't say, you said flavoured, not actually as a meat source. Pet food is held to the same sanitation and safety yeah, standards flavored. as human mate, food. Mate. Rats and mice can't be oh, sanctioned. Mate, I have banana ice cream. Yeah. There's no bananas in the exactly. ice cream. Okay. Okay. I, I have barbecue flavoring. shapes. There's no actual barbecue. <laughs> exactly. There's no Webbers inside okay, so the shape. so there's a point to us. Let's get <laughs> yeah. on to John, John from Castle Hill. G'day, John. Yeah, how you going, guys? Oh, mate, we're struggling with Liam's stupidity again. <laughs> why can't you get your head around, John? Oh, I was just wondering, why do they call apartments? Apartments, why don't they call them togetherments? Oh, well. An age old question. I think that this is one of those classic conundrums. 
I think it's to do with the fact that apartments has its roots in the French language, apartment, which means apart from something else. And so it's something. Can you help me here, Mez? It's I th- no, you're absolutely correct. You're 100 percent correct. Oh, yeah. and you know, oh. You know, no, because it, it was one of the Is first questions. It was one of the first questions we ever asked, John. So we answered <laughs> it. So then when he did that, it was some brilliant acting because yeah. I think he already knew the answer. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I am John. I rang in with the question because <laughs> yeah. I knew I'd know the answer. <laughs> Do we have time for another? No, call? we're out of time. Oh. That's it. Legends is up next. Chris Taylor has a brand new show on the ABC tonight called Screen Time. Watch it. We'd and love to have him back on the show as a co-host. Yeah, if he but, ever he, answered but his he's, phone. He's, exactly. He'll be late or he won't arrive. No, go, oh, I'm sorry. No, now that I've got something to plug, I'll be back with the bells. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.